At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. If you are a bank, it is your holiday. So uh, we don't expect banks to be listening, but everybody else, hello, it's the Custard TV Podcast live on Jubilee Tuesday, and I'm joined by Tanise on the show today. Evening, Tanise. Hello, how are you, Luke? Do we really have Enjoy- to do that? I mean, we, we don't yes. need to do pleasantries. It's going to waste time. We don't care how I am. I'm fine, thanks. Right. How are you? Are you enjoying your Jubilee? I am. I'm going to have um, a Jubilee Twix later. Excellent. Sounds it's better the same than as a normal Twix, but I'm eating it today. You're eating it with a queenly sense of occasion. I'm eating it wearing a crown. That's what I'm doing. Did you do anything sort of in your area uh, to do with it? Um, well, I went to a Republican barbecue, if that counts. It does sort of. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an activity. It was related. I wouldn't have gone to a Republican barbecue if I wasn't, you know, if the Jubilee wasn't on. So I, I love the fact that I saw a Twitter from you that I think you said that your dad said. If you put any more anti-monarchy stuff on, he's going to turn the internet off. Yes, that is correct. Which I, I love. I love the fact that it was the equivalent of when you're a kid. It goes, if you keep rowing, I'm turning this car around. It was yeah. the equivalent of that. Um, I, I don't think he was entirely serious, but I thought I would tweet it anyway. Is there a button to turn the internet off? I didn't know there was. Perhaps your dad's the only person. the entire internet. Oh, just your access to <laughs> just it. Just my access. Uh, yeah. I thought he could turn the whole internet off. The whole world would be going, where's the internet gone? <laughs> <laughs> Although there was that time my mum deleted the, the uh, shortcut to oh, uh, old people think, Yeah, old people think they've deleted the whole internet then, yes, don't they? Yes, you know, I've just got <gasps> running in. I've deleted the internet. <laughs> mum, what have you done? What have you done? Well, the whole imagine internet. Imagine if your mum had done that, you wouldn't be able to be here on the Custom TV Live. So, exactly. Uh, then again, if your mum hadn't given birth to you, well... Well, this is a whole circle, whole circle of life type situation going on. Um, I don't, want, I don't want to talk too much about the jubilee because people who are in the UK are most likely jubileed out, and people who aren't probably know enough about it than to other people talking about it. But I really enjoyed the concert. The concert last night was brilliant, and I have to admit I was sceptical, uh, which you all appreciate um, <laughs> about the whole thing. Um, I wasn't overly 
wowed by the lineup because initially it was announced that JLS were going to be on it and Sir Cliff Richard and Sir Tom Jones and Paul McCartney and all all the usual suspects you might think. So I was a little bit underwhelmed. Were you going to watch it regardless or did you just have it on because it was on BBC One? It was just on. It was. I went to this Republican barbecue and then I came home and it was just on on the telly. I hadn't actually. I'd heard about it obviously, but I didn't realise um, that it was yesterday rather than today. So it was on. So I joined in with the family and watched it and, and tweeted um, you cynical said things you about. You put a great Twitter up, uh, and if you don't follow Denise, uh, then you should because often she'll say something quite insightful. You might have to wait a few. You might have to wait a few months, but it'll happen. Wow! And, wow! Uh, what you said uh, last night was exactly how I felt. That you felt weirdly patriotic. Yes. Um, and what what, what, what was it about the concert last night that that brought that out of you? Was it a particular moment? Do, do you I remember? I think it was. I think it was around about the time of um, the montage. It was a bit like, um, here's your best bits, Queen. And it wasn't near the end. I think it should have been how they finished it before the fireworks. Mm. But it may have been just before, just after Madness, which I thought was incredible. Madness was, was the incredible. The, the, yeah. the planning that went into that and to get everything projected on. I mean, that that is, wow, how they did that, I don't know. Um, that's really cool. Well, more thought was put into that than any other part of it. The fact that it was obviously a um, council estate projected onto the side of Buckingham Palace was not was not lost on me. So there was some kind of poking some fun at it. I think that's how I interpreted it anyway. But the I'm not a patriotic at all, and I'm back to my normal grumpy Republican self today because I've I've now become fed up of all of this. But yeah, I guess it was the rousing music and all the lovely imagery. It's the kind of I, I suppose you could call it uh, slightly brainwashing, slightly it brainwashing. It was really upbeat, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was. It, yeah. it was what's so great about it, and I, 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 um, I mean, I don't particularly, I'm not particularly patriotic myself on a day-to-day basis. Um, that's not to say that I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not as severely depressed as you. But that's not to um but yeah, I mean but the, the, the occasionally moments like that will happen and I did feel, particularly by the end, I was really impressed by Paul McCartney because I thought he's he's bound to do Hey Jude and we're all gonna be singing that and he didn't do it. I was happy about that and I just I like the fact that it was really upbeat. It didn't take itself too seriously. Rob Bryden was great in the links between he the work too there weren't too many awkward moments in the uh in the concert itself, perhaps Rolf Harris singing um, Two Little Boys" was perhaps a little tedious. Also, Lenny Henry. Can I put this out on the podcast? Has anybody ever found Lenny Henry funny when he's trying to be? He was found funny. Was as I tweeted about the same time that the Queen ascended the throne. I just, I I don't know. He's he's weird. I like him as a person. Do I? I, think, I, think I, I think he, you know, I think he'd be a good laugh if he was a family friend or something like that. But <laughs> I don't know, as a stand-up, I, d- I don't ever find him particularly funny. Um, highlights for me, madness, definitely. I mean, I just, I was just trying to think of any other country. That, I mean, you wouldn't get, you know, let's say Lady Gaga on the roof of the White House. It just wouldn't happen. 
Well, I don't know. I think with Obama the way he is now, um, well, in fact, the fact that they have him, I don't think we'd get the Queen seeing I'm so, um, Al Green's I'm so in love with you either. She did That's do quite that. different. Did you not, that was in her best bits. Did you not see it? <laughs> well, when, when, uh, when Nelly Henry, Henry introduced her, I was half expecting her to do, you know, Lumber or something, the yeah. way he introduced her. They are present the Queen. I was surprised by um, by uh, Robbie Williams as well. I didn't know he was going to be on the bill. I like the blue, the uh, jazzy stuff he did. Um, and I was what did really... you think of Grace? Do you know I whizzed through her? That was the one good thing of, really? of waiting a little bit. I whizzed through her. Why was she on the bill? I didn't know she was still alive. Why was she there? I don't know. Was she just in the country? Is that why? Uh, well, I've got the same opinion about Will I Am. We can't the get thing, rid of him. The thing is about Will I Am, it's really weird. And it, in in the Black Eyed Peas days, didn't like Will I Am at all. Thought he took himself really seriously. Um, and was just a little bit pompous. Then at the start of the voice, really liked him. He had a good sense of humour, blah, blah, blah. Now at the end of the voice, I've gone back round again and I don't like him so much. And it's very rare that you have three different opinions about one person. But yeah, he's, he, uh, I didn't, I mean, he was bound to come on. I loved how they didn't make any reference to the fact that they were both out of the voice uh, when Jesse J came <laughs> on. It well, was the seen only one by 17 million people, which is an incredible amount of people. I don't even know 17 million people. That's well, how many right. people that yeah. is. I know. Um, so, yeah, it's huge. But there's been a lot of stuff. There was a lot of bad coverage, apparently, which is something that yes. Gary, Gary wanted to talk about. Could you walk me through that in brief? Well, what was I so definitely bad about the coverage? The, the main problem with the coverage on the day of the flotilla, which was, which day was that? Sunday. Sunday, yes. Rainy, rainy days on boats. Rainy so days. Well, it started off the weather okay, not too bad. But the problem with the BBC was that the flotilla was going down the Thames and it was passing some great um, historical monuments like Tower Bridge, Apparently, the London Philharmonic Orchestra played the James Bond tune whilst going past the MI6 building, all that kind of thing. But we didn't see any of that on the BBC. What we did see were um, celebrity presenters talking to what (laughs) I would cruelly call peasants. Members of the general public. (laughs) Yes, members of the general public. I don't like them as a group. No, and I'm not keen either. I'm not even royalist, but I didn't want to see Tess Daly talking to some people who were jiving and Fern Cotton talking to some... Can we we just put this out? On this podcast, there are very few things we will remain firm on, but our dislike and of the constant use by the BBC of Fern Cotton is, (laughs) is at the top of my list. Why do they keep insisting on whatever occasion it is i mean when i think royalty fern cotton she doesn't come into my mind till the very end if at all she won't well, go, i mean why this is, is she, the problem why we needed we needed some presenters with some gravitas i think and yes. it was lacking i'm yeah. i'm not saying that there aren't um lovely young female presenters out there who who would have that ability but i think the day was really calling out for some dimbleby action 
Uh, well, you're Dimbleby biased, as we know. I am Dimble biased, um, but it wasn't. This is the, probably the first time in my life that I'll ever agree with the Daily Mail, who were calling for Dimbleby to have been used for the for the coverage. But I, I don't want to see Fern Cotton talking to some some person who's doing watercolours, and I don't think it's right that if you're watching a Diamond Jubilee, which is a great British event. Um, regardless of your opinion, it was a big British event. You should be able to watch it on the British Broadcasting Corporation's uh, channel. A lot of people said that the ITV and Sky coverage were were fine, but the BBC, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, really had a real lax um, approach to the whole thing. Stephen Fry was very vocal, tweeting that he said, is this the worst thing the BBC have ever done of an outside broadcast. I mean, this and The Voice might be, <laughs> might be the low point of this whole oh, season wow, of you're television. such a turncoat, Luke. You I know I am. I'm a bum. I can turn on a sixpence. Sky, uh, wasn't, Sky wasn't so bad, but another thing I will say before we move on about the BBC's coverage is because it, it was running slightly late, the concert... And right at the end of the of the events last night was uh, the most beautiful firework display that I've seen in a long time. And instead of continuing to let it run so that the news was a bit late, what they did is they ran their credits, white credits, over the top of the climax of the fireworks. Not yes, along the bottom, that. not I along know. the bottom, over the top dead centre of the screen so you didn't see the end of it properly I think as, as a whole though the, the weekend on television has, has been hit and miss yes so speak. but the concert was definitely the, the high point and I know there's a lot of people moaning about oh, you know JLS are on it and Jesse J's on it and Cliff Richards on it and a pianist called Lang Lang <laughs> uh, but um, on the whole Let's just look at it for what it is. It was a decent celebration. Even if you didn't like the music, it was just interesting to see how many people were in that crowd and how far it stretched back. And I was just sure. I I I think the important thing is that I think Gary Barlow did quite a good job because that was almost a compliment there. Almost, you're on the verge of a compliment. Amazing, amazing. Because. I think he tried to cater to as many different musical tastes as he could. You can't have Slipknot and Slayer playing for the Queen. I would have loved he tried that. To... <laughs> it would have been amazing. Definitely. But you have, to, you have to give him some credit. It was a good spectacle, even if you don't like the people who were playing. Yeah, it was, it was well put together. You just imagine the organisation of that. Sure. Um, and to get Peter Kay in a beef eater outfit, that must have taken a while. So it was, it was just brilliant, and I, I really appreciate that, that we are treated to these sort of events on television every once in a while. And what I liked about it was there wasn't too many cringeworthy moments. I thought there was going to be a lot of filler where they were sorting out, you know, this person off the stage and this person on. There wasn't too much of that. Uh, Apart from. Um, who is it, Rolf Harris, being interrupted. That was the worst interruption, like Adele being interrupted by James Corden. It's exactly the same. Oh, it's awful. I will will apologise. My dad won't listen to this podcast because I'm not going to tell him about it. 
But um, but I want to apologise to him because he didn't see any of the concert because all he was doing was googling how old everybody was. Yes, yes. I retweeted a tweet that made this very comment about how we spent our whole time on Wikipedia going, "Yeah, how old is he?" Most surprising fact of the night: Rolf Harris, eighty-two. Rolf Harris, eighty-two. Amazing. Well. Grace Jones is 63, wow. I think. I think I'm wow. red. 64. Who was your designated Googler? Who? who was your designated Googler? Well, I appreciate all that. I should have just had you send me all the facts beforehand before we watched it, and then my dad would have been able to see some of it. But you weren't <laughs> watching it live, were you? Well, no, but he was. I you should have. You should have had a look through my through my tweet feed. You would have seen it all. You know, I you know, any other day. That's all I do. But because it was a special <laughs> event, I felt I had to pay it some attention. Fair enough. Are you looking forward to to anything on television at the moment? <laughs> well, anything in, in general. <laughs> yeah, because um, we're going to struggle, aren't we? In the weeks to come, we might have to turn this into a gardening podcast. Because what well, we could see. The Olympic coverage and sports and things, I think we're going to struggle. But um... I think so. There is the Louis Theroux documentary, which I yes. didn't want to mention. Well, you're just obsessed with porn. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, thank you ever so much, Denise, for, uh, for letting me call you. And you're not on standby, by the way. I didn't want you to feel like you're on standby. Well, it feels that way, you know. Oh, we don't want you that much this week. <laughs> You're doing this live. I've no respond. I can't respond to it. Okay, we're live on the Custard TV live. Uh, we're going to ask you later what's your favourite British show of all time. So, what would you say yours is? Uh, Cold Feet. Brilliant. I love that. I love that. I hope that I want them to do a reunion, but I also don't because I think it would ruin ruin everything if if they did do that. But uh, it was brilliant. Did you ever miss one, or did you watch them all? No, I watched them all, and I cried at the end. I know. I, know. I don't I had a friend. it for anyone. <laughs> I know. I had a friend in America who I showed Cold Feet to, and he, he was 20, 24, 25. He didn't see the end coming. We all knew, of course. We'd seen it before. He didn't yeah, see it coming. He bawled like a baby, right? And to this day, he can't watch Helen Baxendale on Friends. Oh, what a it shame. It upsets him so much. Oh. I, I think he invested a little bit too much into it. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I think it's scarred him for life. But yeah, I would certainly agree. But we've got some interesting suggestions coming up. Not too late to get yours in. What's your favourite British show of all time is today's podcast question. Tanise, uh, how do we get in touch with you on Twitter? You should go to at Tanise underscore. And, and how fine. do we get in touch with you by post? Uh, you don't. <laughs> okay, no. I thought, uh, what's your phone number? All right, well, can you join me next week as well? Because it's all going to be football-related, and the man in this podcast is going to be all football-related. And you oh, and I yeah. can talk about knitting patterns or something. Sounds good to me. All right, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Custard TV Jubilee Live. I'm going to get that in wherever I can. Uh, Luke and Denise been talking today about the coverage on the BBC, and now Gary is just like the Queen, turned up fashionably late. 
<laughs> I was going to make that joke. I was going to say, like, the Queen to her own concert. I turned up late. Can I offer my apologies and say Why a very cute I baby? Hope you were, no. I hope you were helping the Queen do errands or something. That's the only reason I, I was, allow you to be late. I was visiting a, a very cute baby in hospital who has just been born today. Um, oh. so, and I got to her, and, and what a great name, Hudson. Oh, oh what a name. No. What, as in the river? <laughs> no, no, as in the river that had the huge plane on it. <laughs> or, or Rock Hudson, as I suggested, but apparently, no, that, that's, that's not the reason. That's uh, an American-sounding uh, name. That, that name. That question didn't come up in my fleeting visit, so I do apologise for being late. But I did say you were lacking, uh, BBC was lacking some presenters with ass, so here I am. Oh, oh, God. So really? technically, it's Hudson's fault. Yes, Hudson and is very much to blame for my He's only a day old. <laughs> Not even a day old. Already taking responsibility. <laughs> the problems are already at his door. Oh, okay. dear, is he child. even aware of what a podcast is at this point? I don't think he is. Probably. Probably not, no. Although I will, obviously, he's a new listener. You can yeah, chuck him. We, chuck we, need, we need. We're like Radio One. We need the young demographic. Um, That's right. The best we can. Um, and, I wanted to. And I was listening. I, wa- I won't talk too much about football as long as you don't talk too much about knitting. Oh, I had a whole knitting custard life thing. Yeah, knit while you listen. Okay, um, let's run through this top ten British TV shows oh, yes. of all time that um, that a love film have have created or put together. Um, Tanise suggested Cold Feet. I'm guessing Gary, that's not in your list. No, no, yeah. I have seen a few episodes of Cold Feet, but it's not in my top ten. So let's just get um, a yay or a nay from either of you. Uh, number ten was Top Gear. Nope. Oh, um, when it was first on, yes, not so much now. Number I've nine. Got no, inter- no interesting cars. Well, I think that's no, a good thing. I really, but you don't have that's to. That's the good thing about Top Gear is it's not a car yeah. show particularly. Uh, number I nine. Number nine, The Inbetweeners. Oh, I should say it was. I wouldn't say it was um, one of the best. I think it's good, but I wouldn't say the best. Never, never got into it. I watched a few episodes. Didn't really get the humor. I thought again. We said about comedy being subjective. I didn't you're really too find it that old, funny. Gary. Yeah, I know. Too old. It's not, it's too not old. my generation. Yeah, well, Hudson, I bet he loves it. Talking about us mid thirties, flipping it, yeah. Red Dwarf. Uh, Come Red on. Dwarf's at number eight on the list. I'm not a fan Come of on. Red Dwarf. I'm not a fan of sci-fi. What? But I- I can see oh, why it's on. there, but I'm not a fan. What about you, Tim? Uh, I like Red Dwarf. It's all right. Obviously, yeah. the later series are, are not as good as the early ones. I think after about series six, you should give up. Can I just say that as well? I had to. I didn't have to, but I chose to sell my, my Red Dwarf 1 to 8 on eBay this evening. Mm. So, oh, I'll bring up Red Dwarf. This... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Patriotic. Making money. You actually it. sold it or you listed it? No, I sold it. I started listed it oh, last week. Okay. I sold it this evening. Oh, I thought you were trying to uh, trying to. Oh no, 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 no. It. There are other things available, but I won't. We be don't condone <laughs> advertising on this show. Uh, number seven <laughs> is the most interesting on the list. It's have I got news for you? Well, when you consider that the show moved from BBC Two to BBC One, has always pretty much kept its viewers despite losing one of its three main stars in its tenth or eleventh year. I think yeah, it's it's pretty successful. I still watch it. I don't think it's as relevant as it used to be because most of the jokes that you hear on the Friday, you've already heard ad nauseum on Twitter. But yeah. I think it's still funny and it's still entertaining. Ian Hislop is an attack dog and I love him. I did like last week's between him and <laughs> uh, the former, this former spin doctor whose crazy. name escapes me. But Alistair Campbell. The problem is now is that, is that it's difficult to book good guests. Yeah. And they only really get one or two a series. Ross Noble is always great fun when he's on. Um, it used to it used to be great when you used to be able to get Eddie Izzard on there. He was fantastic on that. I've never seen Eddie Izzard on a Higniffney. Oh, I've got a couple <laughs> of the. I've got have, a you couple just, of the best... have you just said Higniffney? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't let you on the podcast anymore. What did she say? <laughs> Higniffney. She called it. <laughs> That's what I call it at home, it just slips out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, number six. Number six is just shows you how relevant people are today. Sherlock is number six. I'm assuming that's not the Jeremy Bre- the Jeremy Brett version from the 80s. It's the more no, recent one, I assume. it's the one with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. I think we can gloss over yeah. that. Five, Doctor Who? Yeah. Surprised it's only at number five. I'm, well, I, I was going to make the list, wasn't it? It was just a question of where. Uh, four only fools and horses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give it that. Yeah. What's your favourite episode of Only Fools and Horses? Hmm? Uh, the one Horses. where they go to Miami. Oh, I, love I that. quite liked. I love that. I quite like that the Batman and Robin one is only good because of the of the bit at the end where they come out as dressed as Batman and Robin. It's not a great episode, in my opinion. Don't they walk the, into my, a funeral? They, they walk into a funeral going, no, 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 Yeah, that's a good point. The, the, the one with Naomi, where, where, where Rodney has to pretend to be um, Del Boy's son. Oh, that's not, there's actually a different one where they actually do go to Miami. I, I got confused. Oh, isn't that. that the one? No, that's that's an episode where they go to Spain and he has to become oh, a member Spain, of the Groovy that's it. Gang. Sorry. The Groovy that's Gang. That's it. Uh, number three, Father Ted. Mm. Do you know, I'm I'm just starting to watch it. I've never seen it. You really? Uh, that's fascinating. Because we were talking last week about shows you've come too late or given a second chance to. Why have you only just decided that you want to watch it? Just because you've never well, seen it Well, when before? was it on? It was, I think I was about 15 or 16 when it was yeah. on. You had a social yeah. life then, didn't you? Um, yeah, I just said, well, it was more I was studying for exams, actually. Oh, well, I, I, I can't past my bedtime. Yeah, I can imagine. It was a bit okay. nerdy. Um, yeah, no, God, don't Shut give up. away all your secrets. Number two, I'm really annoyed about Forty Towers. Yeah. Overrated. Oh, I wondered if that'd be in there. 
I'm not surprised it's here because it's always, oh, you know, there was only 12 episodes or whatever rubbish. And yeah, they were okay. And yes, there's a lot of memorable moments. But as a show, if you go back and watch it, it's very dated now. Unlike Only Fools and Horses and Father Ted, I think Faulty Towers would feel the most dated out of all of them. Yeah. I think think that's a nostalgic vote rather than someone who's actually (laughs) watched it in the last decade vote. And of course, number one, I know Gary's view on it, Blackadder. Again, I'm, I'm not sure whether I would have put it at number one, but I can see why it's there. I appreciate it. I own the DVDs. I'm a fan. Just not a massive fan. Denise, yeah. was this on before your bed, past your bedtime as well? No, no. I did watch Blackadder, thank you. It's a lot older than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I actually have a, have a secret crush on... Um, on Ro- Rowan Atkinson. I was going to say Rowan Williamson then. That's I thought you were going to say Baldrick. On Rowan Williamson. Rowan Williamson as. No, as Rowan the... Atkinson. It's Rowan Atkinson. What did I, I say? Think, uh, Rowan Williamson. Rowan Williams. Who's, the, who's the Archbishop of Canterbury, isn't he? Yeah, Rowan that's Williams. what I keep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't got a crush on him. Although he's got well, some I know they've both worn a dress in their time, but you know, you can't get the two confused. Yes, dressed as the Elizabethan, uh, Rowan looks sexy. Very sexy. <laughs> that says so much about you, it's untrue. Why? If anybody listening can offer counselling to Denise tonight, <laughs> free of charge over Twitter, that'd be great. Um, oh, are we look, still on air? I can't we start. Are, yeah. we, we put no. some, uh, I put the question to my Twitter followers and they responded in their couples. Um <laughs> Darren Miller got in touch to say, of all time, it would probably have to be Cracker, and I can completely oh, yeah. agree with that. One of my favourites still gives me tingles. I'm surprised oh, that yeah. Prime Suspect isn't 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 on the list. Yeah, actually, well, the, I'm surprised um, The Office isn't, but it's only a top ten list, so I yeah, that's probably why. I've got one, um, Go on. got two, because the first one, uh, Vulture Hound, where I'm from, uh, said BBC Breakfast. I hope he's kidding. Uh, although I don't know, he could not. be a Sean Williams fan. Who knows? Uh, and um, uh, Daryl Miller on Twitter suggested quite a few, and at the top of his list is The Hour, uh, BBC Two mm-hmm. show that was on last year. Uh, and he also said Silk, Being Human, The Fades, Top Boy, and Friday Night Dinner. This is obviously, and he, by his Friday picture on Twitter, Dinner. this is Friday Night. Well, this is this is quite a young guy. These are quite new shows. So obviously, the the young people speaking, Denise. We not everyone's as old as Gary. <laughs> That's right. If we all were, there'd be trouble. Uh, Gobby Jack got in touch with me on Twitter to say porridge would have to be his favourite of all time. Yes, I could see that that should make the list as well. Um, um, Lauren Jones, who I think has got a mention on every podcast so far, so we may as well continue it, says uh, <laughs> Life on Mars, the early episodes of Alfreda's own pet, Hustle, and uh, and Outnumbered. Far too many to to not mention, but um, yeah. She, she, she's banned next week. Is she? We have to swap her <laughs> yeah. for somebody else. She's banned. Okay, she I... can't contribute next week. Let others have a go. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm only yeah. kidding. Well, <laughs> she's we're swinging all the time. Yeah. She's, she's on the swing all the time. She's not allowed on it. it. Does it say how it was compiled, this list? Uh, it it the, does, the... and I shall let you in on it. It says, uh, Love Film asked 13,500 people. Again, that's more people than I know. Uh, to, to come up with a list of their top ten British programmes of all time. And that, that was then printed in a newspaper, which is called the Daily Mail. Oh, dear. A little-known newspaper that you may I get free with milk. Um, so, yeah, that was, I, that I was could, the list. I could make a wonderful joke about white, but there I'm not going to. 
Um, Deb's also got in touch to say she'd have to, and a couple of people said this actually. Lauren said it as well. Spooks with uh, uh, spooks yeah. and the lakes. The lakes would be at the top of a lot of people's oh. list. It would why, probably why be at the top um, of mine. Why are things like Coronation Street and East Enders not in there? Do you think? Do you think they've excluded because they're 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 episode? You know, they're because they're soaps. Because I mean, you know, we may not watch them. Some of us on this podcast, but they are very popular. Well, also, you yeah, wouldn't. But if you're best. honest, would you? If you were thinking of a list, you wouldn't think of them. That's probably why people do. Uh, maybe not. But I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just putting it out there. It's out there now. You've ruined the podcast. We've gone to an awkward silence. <laughs> My work here is done. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be back. It's the Custard TV Live. In celebration of the Queen's Jubilee, I've brought back all two of my podcast friends. Gary's here, say hello. Hello. And Denise is here, say goodbye. Bye. Why do you keep getting rid of me? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking, I fell I'm into joking. that. It's, be, it's before you reject him like all the I other know. I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, there's a new TV channel that is embracing the interweb. Uh, there's a website called Facebook. Um, Few people are Tell me more about Facebook, it. Luke. Facebook is an internet website site where you can find other people with faces and talk to them about the about favorite books. books in their life. Yeah. Books. Yeah. <laughs> that was the original idea of Facebook. I don't know if you've ever seen that film, but actually he just wanted to talk books with women and their faces. And now look what it's come into. Uh, and no, Channel no, no, 4 look. have taken this and run with it. What can you tell us, Gary, about this new channel that Channel 4 well, have developed? I... I happen to read upon this article in The Observer. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I read a proper newspaper. And that'll be um, the second newspaper we've plugged on this podcast. Is it real? Oh, yes. If you'd like to be plugged by Custard TV Live, contact us now. Uh, the new television channel series, Not TV a channel, sorry, by, Not by a Channel euphemism. 4, is called... <laughs> the, new pro, the new channel is called 4-7. I think it was originally going to be called 24-7. And uh, viewers and critics have been, will be able to influence what's going to be shown on based on what they've what they've talked about on the last seven days mm-hmm. so the channel will only take place uh, information from channel 4 e4 more 4 and film 4 so it's not like from all channels it's not a sort of an all-encompassing but um it will it will broadcast originally between 8 and 10 on weekdays and then through the day it will actually just show repeats but during that time it will actually show shows which have been talked about on twitter and mostly facebook and oh, it will include it's live be all made in chelsea isn't it yeah, and it, so it's going to yeah, it's going to end up being a my big gypsy wedding, uh, and the interesting thing as well will be that the the program that was shown at nine o'clock on Channel Four will be shown the next night on twenty on seven, as it's called four seven at nine o'clock. So those <laughs> like, that's going to get really dropped. confusing. It is, isn't it? Oh, should we just say that Facebook channel? Yeah. Um, it's going to launch on the fourth of July. And um, it recognises the fact that, that obviously Channel 4 has been going for 30 years and that now they think that up to 15% of people now watch their television online via iPlayer or 4OD or 5 catch-up services. Um, and that's a growing number. That's up 10% on the previous year. And obviously now that everybody's digital as well and everybody's got access to a lot more of these things, I think it's a good idea. I'm not sure how much they're going to let people really shape their channel i'm not sure how much it's going to be oh yes you all tweeted about some obscure episode of the of, uh, of the simpsons let's show that i still think somebody making decisions yeah there have a... to be some kind of editorial kind of decisions yeah. made definitely i mean do you think do you think that's a good idea do you think do you think channel 4 have enough shows and enough programs 
actually this this could work. I think it's very interesting. I hadn't heard of it myself. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think the novelty will wear off quite quickly for people. Initially, they'll go, "Oh, I can choose what's going to be on Channel Four," and then they'll go, mm, "I'm not really fussed about it, choosing. I just want something to be on." In, interestingly, um, part of the quotes from Dan Brooke, who's the chief marketing and comms officer for Channel Four, uh, it said, "Repeats used to be a dirty word, but now there is much more of you." Much more on viewers say they are missing because the best stuff are out they want to see. We did research around this and we saw that the appeal of this channel was across the board, all ages, all types and demographics. People when, do use online cat, but viewers really want to watch it on a big screen in their lounge, not on a PC. We should um, point out I, when Gary says we did research, he doesn't mean him and I. He's still well, No, I, I actually the, did some research. Oh, did you? Sorry, I thought you were visiting <laughs> babies in hospital. Like I, I, yeah, and I asked him, I asked him, <laughs> no, 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 what would okay. he like to have seen tonight on television had he been home? And he, <laughs> he said, said, come uh, dine with me. He said, <laughs> which I took to mean home. Super nanny. Um, yeah, super nanny. <laughs> every, every second counts, or whatever it's called. What's that baby? Every, bo- every born, minute every born. Every minute, yeah. One minute one, born. Yeah. <laughs> one minute born. <laughs> oh, Sounds like a challenge. I think I'm, I think I'm come on, love. Husband. You've got 30 seconds left. Every second counts. <laughs> like a 60 out. minute makeover or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This baby but isn't I born think... in, si- in 30 seconds. We'll get it. You'll get it free. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. It so the next it's going to launch on the 4th of July. Yeah. So Independence Day. Yes, it'd be interesting. Yeah, will they start with that film? It'll be interesting to see how it launches. I agree with whoever said it. I can't remember if it was Luke or Denise. I think the novelty will wear off pretty quick. You, I think. Yeah, you, I you remember it was me because. Go, I, sorry, yeah, I'm the novelty that wears off fairly quickly myself. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Channel 4 has got E4, it's got Channel 4, it's got Channel 4 Plus 1, it's got more 4. Um, surely this should be more, more, more for, you know, part two, because that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be them showing old BBC One programs or anything like I'd that. I'd like to watch Channel Four minus one. <laughs> I watch a lot of I... Channel Four, though. I have to say, I watch a lot of. I'm not at the moment. I'm watching BBC and Channel Four on on regular basis. Don't really go over to ITV that frequently, really. Yeah. At the moment. I mean, part of part of this is not new. Sky Two, when it first launched, was a, was literally what had been on Sky One the night before. Mm. So it's not new to produce a TV channel that's re-showing stuff from the previous night. I suppose the thing is, is that how much of the interactivity is going to be involved, and, and also, how much? It's, it's a what question I say we've raised on this podcast. It's a question we've raised on this podcast, but with the world of PVRs, even Denise, who is by her own admission, not very minded computer-wise, has got a PVR. (laughs) Sorry, I just wanted to make sure you you were still there. Um, I'm just saying, so everybody's got a PVR or a TiVo or anything, and we can record most things. Do we need to make sure we don't miss it by seeing it the following night? Time will tell. But I, for one, don't know. That's where I think. Yeah. When people listen to this in, in in weeks past, they'll think he was right. He didn't know. He was right on the when cusp of things. When we get to August and we find out that this TV channel has been replaced by uh, by More Four Plus One, then we can all look back and go, Luke was right. Yep. Yes, he was. Um, just a couple of things that are worth mentioning. Big. Well, I say worth mentioning. You might want to know. 
Big Brother returns to Channel 5 tonight with Brian Dowling and a whole heap of, of what can only be described as people uh, going into... Care, care in the community subjects. Yeah. People with 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 uh, strings around their necks and buttons to press uh, will be going into the Big Brother house tonight. Uh, Brian Dowling is hosting. Emma Willis is involved in it as well, so that's a reason not to watch. Um, oh. Oh. Uh, and She's the married voice to finished. Jungle, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. And the voice yeah. finished on Saturday. Uh, with respectable viewers, still not at the top of no. the viewing tree. Uh, and it was a bit of an upset. Leanne won. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Least of all Tom Jones. He looked so disappointed and shocked at the, at the thought. Well, Leanne, Leanne was his win. act. I know. That's what I mean. That's what surprised me. <laughs> um, I think. I think what what we can say about the voice as as a, as a project, it worked overall, but it definitely got worse as the series went on. And next year, I think, as well as probably having a clean sweep of judges coaches they need to really think a lot more about how to make the show more interesting in the later stages how to stop they... it just becoming another another singing contest but it's like i've said before and this is basically all this podcast has proven is how right i've been in the past how can they, how can That's they why we're here how can they, how can they improve a format which is so flawed Denise was bored by it early on Denise's mum was bored by it early on and her daddy was very keen was bored on it by the end. How can they bring those sort of people back? Well, I think uh, it keep obviously the swivel chair stuff has got to stay. I think extend <laughs> the battle lot bat- battle offs for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Cut down the amount of sing offs at the end of, of boring kind of like, you know, single singing you know, the X Factor. Bring that to an end much sooner. Make that only like the semi finals. I don't I don't know. I still think it's boring. But then you'll mm. watch the X Factor, won't you, or over the or yeah. autumn, and not find that boring. And it's basically no. the same. It's not the same. It's it's really not by, the same. By, by the time no. they reach the singing uh, part, it is. It's not about the singing. Don't I shout at me. A, I'm a friend. They they do a bit. They do a better job on the X Factor of letting you know. I mean, they do the sob stories, which the voice tried not to do. But the problem is, the sob stories get you involved with the character. You cheer the ones you like, the boo the ones you don't. And I just think the voice after battle ground, the battle rounds, you didn't know who was in the show until you got to those last three or four. You don't need a sob story. I don't think it's the sob story that that does it. I think it's. It's just a backstory. Any kind of backstory. Who is yeah. this person? Where is she from? What does she like? What is she interested in? What's her favourite type of music? That kind of thing. You you need to know who these people are. Yeah, they no, were, that's, they that's were a fair partic- point. They were particularly bad at that, and especially I think because they split it up. One week was Jesse J's axe and Danny's axe, and the next yeah. week was Tom's and Will's. So you didn't get, you didn't spend enough time with any of them to really form a sorry, relationship sorry, and I- a bond. Can I just say as well, I know Stevie Wonder is blind, so therefore I have to give him some sort of, you know, but for goodness sake, why on earth would you invite Will I Am onto stage? I don't think that was his choice. That was awful. And why did, why did they sing Happy Birthday as well? Which threw because me the, Grace it's Jones the wished the Queen a happy birthday. birthday. It's the Queen's official birthday this weekend. But that's not why they were there. Yeah, that's not the what they were there. They weren't concert. there for a birthday present. It was a but it is also her birthday this weekend. Mm. So, I like to, to be fair, was... facts are inconvenient. 
I know they yeah, are. They the, really are. The there was no facts on the podcast in the last few weeks when you hadn't been here. There was no facts. Uh, back and that's to a fact. Uh, things. <laughs> things of note. Also, uh, the BBC have gone with repeating "Called the Midwife" on Thursdays at nine. It was their biggest drama success in ten years, and uh, that's nothing to be sniffed about. Even if you don't like me, I mean, it should have been called. <laughs> One born every 30 seconds or whatever you say. <laughs> born every second. Yeah. Oh, dear me. Talk, talking yeah, I mean, of rescheduling as well, we, we mentioned the hour has been pushed back to the autumn. I think that's got something to do with the fact that the BBC has got a little bit more confidence in this now that Dominic West has won a BAFTA. Um, I think that means pushing it back to the autumn and not mixing it up with the Olympic and Euro 2012, which starts this week. Yay. Um, and I think probably is good for us because I think a third series of the hour and falling on would be, would be much more likely now that it's being shown at prime time. That was a lot of words. That was, it was. Sorry about that. that was very wordy. No interaction with either of the two people on the podcast either. Uh, yeah, Louis Theroux's latest documentary about porn stars. He's revisiting uh, the people he once met in a 1997 documentary. Is on Sunday night at 10, and uh, that is another thing worth watching. Uh, Martin Clunes is going to be on TV in about 15 minutes uh, with Madagascan lemurs, which is fine, except people haven't told him they're lemurs, and he refers to them as lemurs all the way through, which really irritated me. Uh, And Silk, of course, is the one and only show you need to be watching on a Tuesday night, aside from Hit and Miss on uh, Sky Atlantic, which is also brilliant. But Silk is back at 9 o'clock. Who's making cups of tea? No, that was me dropping a pencil sharpener into a mug. Oh, you never quite know what's going on. I need a cup of tea, I know that. So I've got 15 minutes before Silk. Also coming back this week is Bedlam on Sky Living. Um, This year featuring uh, Lacey Turner, previously of EastEnders, rather than Will Young. (laughs) What what a different change of tack they've gone with. (laughs) Just slightly, Uh, isn't it? Yes. We'll be back next week on the Custard TV Live from our regular time at 3 o'clock. Thank you so much for listening. 3? Three? Oh, what? what? What am I talking about? I'm looking at Eight. my clock. Eight o'clock. Sorry, that's ruined everything. For you me. need to change that. Clock, <laughs> no, you're living. Right. You're living in the past. I wonder why it was dark. <laughs> Take care, and I'll be back from eight next week with Denise and Gary. All the best. Bye. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.